1: Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. All right, all right. So we're live on YouTube right now on the live Google Hangout. We're also live here on Periscope on multi-streaming right now. First time I've done this. Uh, pretty exciting. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully, a lot of you guys were able to join live. You've already got people here on Periscope uh, joining, and now a few viewers uh, right here on YouTube. Now, this Ask Stefan live hangout is an opportunity for you guys to ask any questions that you guys have for me, and I'll do the best that I can to answer them for you and add as much value to you as possible. Uh, Now, I'm going to spend maybe the next hour or so answering questions. I understand There's going to be a lot of questions that come in, and it's going to be impossible for me to answer everyone. Uh, I've done this before in the past, and oftentimes when I'm answering questions, there's like five or ten more questions that are coming in. So understand, uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. I might not be able to answer your question. However, I'll try to get to as many as possible. Uh, If you guys do have a question that you want me to answer, then what you guys can do is uh, either leave a comment on YouTube underneath this video – Okay, that might be one way of doing it. The other way is to tweet me, okay, on Twitter. Send me a tweet to uh, Project Life Mastery and just use the hashtag #AskStefan, okay? Ask Stefan, and make sure that you actually use, uh, you pronounce and spell my name correctly. Ask S-T-E-F-A-N. Uh, put that on Twitter and also on uh, YouTube as well, because when you put a hashtag. It makes it very easy for me to retrieve the question and answer them for you. Uh, If you guys can keep your questions short, that's awesome. That's going to help me to to actually accept the question and answer it quickly. Like I said, I want to add as much value as possible. So I'm going to get through as many questions as I can. I'm going to try to keep my answers fairly concise. I do have a tendency of rambling on and going on and on. Uh, you know, because I really want to add as much value as possible. And there's a lot I have to share on certain t- uh, subjects, but try to keep the, the questions short. Again, leave it as a comment, send it on Twitter, use a hashtag AskStefan. Very cool. We've got more people joining right now on YouTube. We've got more people here on Periscope. Really awesome. Um, and again, it, I'm not going to be able to answer the questions on Periscope, unfortunately. So again, tweet them to me or leave them on YouTube. For those that are on YouTube right now, uh, number one, please like this video. Okay, like this video. Leave a comment so that I I can actually see that I can actually receive your comments. And uh, if you guys want more videos, always subscribe because you'll be notified of more videos as well. So if you guys can leave a comment real quick, I'm actually going to just do a double check right now to make sure that I'm receiving the comments. Uh, So leave a comment right now on YouTube. I'm just going to do a quick check before we jump into the questions. And we got more and more people that are joining live right now, too, which is really cool. Okay. The YouTube comments aren't exactly working. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. So it might be better to tweet your questions. Okay. So if you have your questions, it might be better to tweet them than leaving them as a comment because uh, right now I'm not able to see the comments right here on YouTube. I've got to figure out how to use this. Okay. With that being said, again, if you guys want to tweet, send them Project Life Mastery, hashtag Stefan. I've already got a bunch of questions here that I'm going to jump into and answer for you guys. Uh, First and foremost, who do we have? Okay, we got a question from Yannick Schwab from Germany, and he says, Hi, Stefan. I'm a 15-year-old boy from Germany. What can I do to start my life mastery? Well, first, congrats on being 15 and actually being open and interested in self-development, wanting to improve yourself. I wish when I was 15 that I was asking those questions. I was just so preoccupied in video games at the time. Uh, so I'm really impressed by that, and really, when you're 15 years old, you know, understand the more you can invest in yourself, the better. Especially at a young age, because when you're young, you're still formulating your belief systems, your identity, your mindset. You're much more susceptible and open at that stage. You don't have as much fear and doubt, and and, and a lot of uh, baggage that someone that's been through a lot of fa- failures and trials and tribulations later in life has. So I would just say when you're 15, man, just invest in yourself, read books, try to learn as much as you can, spend time consuming valuable information on YouTube, uh, podcasts, things of that nature. If you can go to a seminar, all the better. Uh, If you can actually take action and apply what you're learning and maybe start a business or apply to your career or job or to your school, then uh, that's really going to benefit you as well. It's going to give you a good foundation in your life early on that's going to support you at much later in life. Uh, So invest in yourself, man. It's going to pay off when you're 20 years old, 25, 30 years old. Um, I got started in my self-development journey when I was 17, but I didn't start my online business till I was 21 or my first business when I was 21 first online business, I think maybe 24, 23, 24. Uh, and I, I think a big reason why I'm successful now at 29 years old, uh, is because of all the work that I put in over the years. Um, you, you know, and it's an amazing thing. So you're on the right path, man. You're going to be very successful in your 20s and 30s. I have no doubt about it. Just keep going on it. Next question is from Stanley Kropp What are the top three skills you've learned in your life? Uh, number two, what inspires you? Top three skills, man. That, that's kind of tough. Um, I would say, you know, number one is just fully committing myself to whatever I pursue. Commitment is, is a lot of power. And I don't know if I'd call that a skill or not or just a mindset or, uh, you know, something of that nature. But I fully commit to things in my life. And uh, I think that's a a very critical skill that can allow you to be successful in anything in your life. Uh, I commit myself. I set goals. I basically just apply all the things that I learn. You know, like when you guys read self-help books, you watch videos, you learn, just apply. If you apply what you learn, you'll be successful. And I guess maybe that's a skill as well. Is when I learn something, I put it into action right away. I implement it into my life. When I, I remember, you know, I read uh, and, and learned from all these financial experts that you should put away 10% of what you earn and you should put that aside and you should invest it. I, I was like, okay, uh, you know, that's what I learned. All these other successful people were telling me to do that. So I just did it. I didn't, you know, question it. I didn't doubt it. I didn't have the fear and the barriers that come up. I just did what they said. Uh, Whereas I have other friends that have read the same books, went through the same seminars, and they're still not putting aside 10% of what they've earned. They're still not applying what they've learned, what's going on here. If you don't apply it, you're not going to get the results. So I'd say that's a really critical skill that I have in my life. I I, I learn and I apply myself. I commit myself fully. I I think uh, marketing is an important, powerful skill as well. I put up a YouTube video the other day on how to sell anything to anyone and I think marketing is just something that everybody needs to be successful in life. You have to be able to market, sell, whether it's your idea, your product, your service. Um, and that's one thing that I've invested massively in, just learning over the last few years. Um, and I, I'd say those are the main ones. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. Uh, what inspires me? What inspires me is people that overcome incredible obstacles, people that are doing and achieving amazing things in their lives. I love inspirational stories. I love success stories. I love people that have overcame adversity in their lives and broken through. That inspires me. That's why I like to learn and read biographies and, 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 and follow other people that are more successful because uh, I get really inspired by that. And also, you know, just any I, I get emails and, and messages all the time of people that uh, have benefited from something that I said or shared or taught them. I've uh, been through one of my products or courses they are now having massive success and For me, that just gives me more inspiration. It gives me more inspiration to keep going and uh, keep doing what I'm doing. And also this motivates me in my life as well. So uh, I I end up learning a lot and being inspired a lot by people that apply what I'm saying and end up achieving great things. Uh, Here's a question from Joel Farr. Would you suggest if you want to do a multitude of things, not just one? Like if I wanted to play music professionally and be uh, a competing artist, But I also badly want to be a life health coach and businessman. Please help me with this dilemma. Uh, P.S. Stefan, you're amazing. Since I found your material, I've been really, uh, I've been really been able to launch myself into the future and I'm extremely excited for it. Awesome. Happy to help. Um, It's always better to focus on one thing at a time, maybe two at most. Uh, And if you are going to focus on more than one thing, two or three things, to make sure they're all related to one another. They're not competing. They're not. Uh, then they're not totally different arenas because if they're at least related, then they can support uh, that one thing that you're doing. So for example, you want to do play music, but you also want to be a, a life and health coach and business person, those are two totally different things, two totally different focuses, uh, two totally different you know uh, paths. And I think you got to pick one. You can't just go down both paths. you have to pick one and really focus on that over the long term. be patient with it, be committed with it. And if there's other things that can support that, that can support that goal, then then sure, you can branch off into those things also. Um, But if you try to do too many things at once, it's going to overwhelm you. You're going to get burnt out. It's going to lower the quality and the standards that you're going to have and that one thing that you can focus on. You know, I'm in a position where I'm able to focus on more things, but understand I didn't really start out that way. I I slowly got to where I was. I I remember for me doing Kindle publishing and growing my business that way, I also started a blog, Project Life Mastery, and a YouTube channel. But when I was doing blogging and YouTube and Kindle publishing, they're all related to one another. I was using my Kindle books, and I was publishing books that were, were related to self-development and business to promote my blog and YouTube channel, and vice versa. I used some of my blog posts to promote my Kindle books. And so I combined those two different things into one thing, and that was a lot more powerful. So, um Once you grow, though, and once you become more successful, you have money to invest in a team, hire people uh, to manage and automate things in your life as well, which gives you more time. And so I'm able to run multiple businesses now, not because I have more time than anyone else. It's just because I'm smart with the time that I have. I hire people. I automate things that gives me more freedom to do the things that are most important in my business. So hopefully that's helpful. I focus on one thing or try to combine them together, uh, at least at the beginning. Uh, here's a question from SimStarDust. Hey, Stefan, inspiring as usual. Can you please do a video under supplements? I've actually already done a video on supplements that I take. Uh, it was about a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, it's called uh, My my Weight Loss Plan, I think, or my something like that. I'd search weight loss uh, or maybe diet or something like that on my YouTube channel or blog. Um, I've got a whole blog post and video where I go over each supplement. Uh, at the time, I was doing a fitness competition. I still take all the same supplements, really, except for now I have my own some of my own products, Life Master Nutrition, my CLA and BCA and L-carnitine uh, that I take. But pretty much my supplements are the same um, then, you know, as they are today. Uh, so I'd make sure to go back on YouTube uh, or my blog, and I've got links to all the different supplements I take as well. Kevin asks, uh, "Have any plans to move to the United States?" Uh, I'm not entirely sure yet. I'd like to have multiple homes around the world. California or Florida is is uh, different options that I've uh, been looking at down the road. Uh, California, the taxes are pretty high, as well as where I live in Vancouver as well. Florida, there's some benefits uh, because there's a much lower state tax. I don't there's any state tax there. So uh, possibly, I think maybe at least having a home somewhere in the United States. But also, one thing that's important to keep in mind is you know, One thing that's prevented me from going to uh, the U.S. a lot and traveling a lot to the U.S. this year uh, so far has been the Canadian dollar has been a lot worse than the U.S. dollar. Um, so ideally, for example, like right now I'm traveling in Dominican Republic uh, and I was in Bali and Thailand and all that. Um, you know, if I was to spend that time in California, which is actually what I wanted to do originally for a few months, uh, I would end up paying 30% more because when I convert the Canadian to the U.S., it would just be a lot more expensive. And so it depends on how the Canadian dollar is. I actually enjoy living in Canada right now because I benefit a lot from the U S dollar. All my businesses are in the U S uh, the U S market. Most of you guys, people that follow me or my customers live in the United States. That's my demographic. So I'm able to benefit from that, but I'd much rather right now travel around as much as I can. Um, especially because I'm still young and I have the freedom to do so. And then maybe settle down and maybe buy a place Uh, somewhere maybe in the U.S. or somewhere in the world. I'm not quite sure yet. Question from GFG. How can I work for you? Um, If you want to work for me, I think you got to make sure you have some certain skills or value that you can provide to my business. Um, Usually for me, when I'm looking to hire someone, I I just post jobs online and uh, I'm looking for people that have a certain skill uh, that can maybe operate a certain part of my business or add value or, or fit a certain role in my company. Um, so it depends on what kind of skills that you have. Um, you know, I, I typically look for people that are very skilled, people that are A players, people that um, are resourceful and, and uh, people that can add a lot of value to me. I don't like people that want to work with me just so the fact they can just suck my energy and try to, um, uh, you know, be mentored be, and have some sort of a hidden agenda or something. I don't really like that because my challenge is time. I want to add as much value as possible. I want to free up my time and hire people to do everything else for me So I can just focus on adding value, creating videos, creating content, and helping the mass amount of people. However, if you do want to work for me and you do have certain skills that you think you can benefit my business, um, then uh, email my customer support team, uh, list what skills that you have, how you feel you can add value to me, how you can feel you can add value to my business. And if it's the right fit, then we'll be sure to contact you and uh, see if there might be a position if it's not already filled. All right, so here on Periscope, there are some questions, but I can't see them on Periscope, guys, so try to tweet them. Uh, I'll go to Twitter right now. If you guys recently sent a tweet on Twitter, I'll check. Make sure you put "Ask Stefan" as the hashtag, Um, but that's the best way right now to send your questions in. Okay, here's a question from ImproSelf. How do I maintain that new business high? How do I make sure that I don't slow down? I think, number one, you've got to have a strong why, a strong reason, a strong mission and purpose. And it has to be on just making money because if your primary goal of starting a business is just to make money, that's not enough to win the war. That's not enough to win the battle. Once you start making money, you're going to end up losing your drive and motivation because money is just a number. Uh, money is just you know money in the bank account. What you need something bigger than that. You know what you can do with the money. That's what really matters. Um, you know having something whether it's tangible or intangible that you're after that can motivate you. But again, that's a short term uh motivator it's not going to sustain you over the long term you know getting a house or a car that's that's still not enough as well i find that ultimately you can't be motivated by external factors you have to have an internal motivator within yourself you have to love your business you have to love the process i put up a great video blog on youtube called four switches to turn on more passion in your business i highly recommend you go back it was just maybe last week i think i published that video blog Go through that. Uh, There's a really great book called The Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy that goes more into that as well. Um, But he shares the four different switches, but ultimately it's it's having strong enough reasons that are bigger than yourself. If you can be building your business and trying to grow it because you're just focused on your own needs – What happens is when your needs get met, you're going to lose all motivation and drive. But if you're focused on other people's needs and you want to help as many people as possible and you care about people, you have a passion for that, then that's going to be a motivator that's going to last forever. It's going to be sustainable over the long term. Uh, If you're focused maybe on serving your family, your community, your country, uh, you know, one of my goals is I want to build houses and schools for people that are suffering from poverty. Last year, I built two uh, schools and a house. I built one in uh host in El Salvador, um, Ecuador, and also in Kenya. That motivates me, guys. And, and, and one of the reasons why I, I started focused more on contribution goals is because I'm already in a position where all my needs are met. I'm doing well in my life. I'm happy. I, I get to travel the world. I get to do amazing things I feel so grateful to be able to do. But that doesn't motivate me much anymore. My motivation now is trying to serve and contribute as much as I can. So I would say just try to find those reasons that really motivate you over the long term. Uh, Jason has a question. If you could be any YouTuber, big or small, who would it be? I would say no one, man. I'm happy with myself. I don't want to be anyone else. Uh, I want to be true to myself uh, and and just live my own life, live my own path. Uh, I try not to compare myself to anyone else. Um, I just try to be me. And that's what makes me the happiest in my life. Uh, High Life Academy. What's the best program, events, coaching to overcome limiting beliefs that you've been through? Great question. Without a doubt, Unleash the Power Thin by Tony Robbins. If you haven't been to UPW, Unleash the Power Thin, it's a must. I've been seven times. I've written uh, video blogs and blog posts, reviewing my experience. Changed my life many years ago. Um, he's got it on the third day. A whole process called the Dickens process. And it's basically... Uh, a couple hour process to overcome three limiting beliefs in your life and you identify the beliefs and he shares with you the seven steps to lasting change. And I've benefited from this immensely in my life to shift beliefs. But once you identify your limiting beliefs, it's really about getting to the truth because these limiting beliefs also known as BS, by the way, belief systems, they're not true. They're just these stories that we've told ourselves. And when you can um, get to the truth, which is often just the antithesis of what your limiting belief is, then you're free from it. And then once you've identified your new belief that you want instead, you're just going to be able to interrupt the old pattern, the old belief, and then condition the new belief. And uh, a lot of what Tony Robbins does at the seminar and teaches is NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, um, which basically teaches how to overcome beliefs and change states. Uh, Really powerful stuff. So NLP also would benefit you on overcoming limiting beliefs. I got my NLP certification last year, uh, and uh, you can just do a Google search and maybe learn about learn more about that as well. Um, but also, that's why I believe in morning rituals, guys, because a morning ritual is basically an opportunity for you to condition yourself every day uh, to, to you know. Because part of the reason why you have these beliefs is you just said them to yourself so many times, right? You maybe grew up with them, or you heard them from other people. You just kept conditioning it. And the way to change that is you to identify what you want to believe instead. And then condition it every day, part of your morning ritual, that will change your mindset and then the behaviors in your life will follow after that. Cool. If you guys are just joining, by the way, on YouTube or on Periscope, you guys have questions. You guys can tweet them to me on Twitter. Send them to Project Life Mastery and use hashtag Ask AskStefan. Make sure you spell my name correctly. You try to keep your questions short. Uh, I don't think YouTube comments, I'm not able to view them right now. They'll probably show up afterwards. Uh, but on Twitter is the best way. That's where I'm answering questions right now. Uh, question from Jonathan. Would you consider living in Thailand or Bali? It's pretty tough, man. I spent three weeks in Phuket. I liked it there. I had a really optimized life. Uh, and, you know, there's differences between Thailand and Bali. Like, I liked everything. was very cheap in Thailand. And uh, there's just more, like, if you want to party and have fun. I think Thailand's a little bit better. Bali... I like because the people there are amazing. They're really happy and friendly and nice. Uh, it's a very spiritual environment. Uh, lots of meditation, yoga, very healthy. Every day I was, um, you know, drinking juices and smoothies, and that—that's not uncommon, uncommon at all there. Juices, everything there, uh, very easy access to, very inexpensive as well. Not the best like party place if you want to have a good time and stuff. Uh, but a great place is Ubud, which I love a lot. It's a very spiritual place. Lots of yoga. Uh, the Yoga Barn is great there. But I did yoga a few times. Um, a lot of great massage. Like I, I did a lot of um, uh, like healing type of massages. I did a, like open chakra massage and things like that because I've been exploring more. Um, more the energetic side of the body. I think it's great to, you know, self improve yourself through reading books and having more knowledge and information. But I think there's some limits to that as well because there is more focus on the mind. I think if you can integrate and improve yourself and grow with more of a spiritual aspect of your life, then that that, that oftentimes can be more powerful. You can overcome a lot of obstacles or barriers or pain or baggage or things that might have been stopping you in your life. And if you can look into Reiki, Reiki or energetic healing or chakras, and, and, and you know just overcome certain barriers or tension or uh, restore different emotions in our muscles and our body, you can be free from that. Then uh, that's a powerful form of self improvement as well. So that's another reason why I love Bali. And there's also a lot of uh, online marketers there in Ubud. Uh, there's a, a place called the Hub Hubud, and a lot of entrepreneurs uh, work there too. So you can have a really cool community um, there as well. So I would say Bali would probably uh, be my choice. Okay, Alexander says, can you share your brainstorming content creation process? For example, whiteboarding, sticky notes, journaling. Thank you. Awesome. So when I was in Vancouver, I've got a glass whiteboard in my office. And so I use that a lot just to express ideas, um, you know, things that are on my mind, drawing things out. I also had a flip chart also. And so I find that I'm very visual in that way. I like to see things and write things out and draw things. Um, So that's what I was doing when I was in Vancouver. However, right now I'm traveling. And so I often use Evernote. I've got Evernote as an app on my phone. I've also got it on my computer as well. I like Evernote because it can sync between my phone and computer. And typically anything that comes up, any ideas that I have, I'll just kind of put them in an an Evernote uh, document. Um, So I'll throw them in there so that I can always reference them. If there's maybe ideas that I have for certain video blogs or things that I feel like I could talk about or share – or maybe something I'm going through in my life, I'll just kind of put it in there and then I can go back to it. Um, you know, even for example, I was on the airplane the other day. I was, you know, often when I read books and stuff too, I've got all these ideas that are flowing through me. And I need to find a way to capture it. So Evernote on my phone is one of the best ways of doing that. Um, so that's one thing I do. Also, I've got a Kindle. Got my Kindle right here, guys. Um, I love a Kindle because you can actually highlight certain notes. and and things that you're reading, and you can go back to it pretty easily and and view all the notes and all the recordings and stuff. Um, I was very hesitant, by the way, to get a Kindle. I've read hundreds of books, just paperback and hardcover, and I didn't think I'd really like a Kindle. But once I got into Kindle publishing, I I was like, okay, I might as well get a Kindle now now that I'm publishing books. Uh, So I invested in one, and ever since I got a Kindle, man, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So if you guys aren't on board yet with Kindle and downloading Kindle books – You should be, guys. You can get hundreds and thousands of books on this one little device here, and there's a lot of cool benefits to it. Uh, So I record a lot of things that I learn that way. Um, Other than that, I I just try to keep things in different documents. Um, And, uh, you know, Evernote is is my main source for that, just writing things, journaling, and and putting things together that way. Uh, What are your top tips to have a productive day? Um, Number one is having a morning ritual. Okay, spending that little bit of time each morning, it puts you in a great state. It helps prepare you for the day. If you don't have a morning ritual yet, you're crazy. I've been preaching it for years, okay? You need a morning ritual. you got to have that non-negotiable time with yourself every morning to make sure that you're at your best. Because you take that time, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, or more, you're going to be unstoppable for the rest of the day. You're going to be in a peak state. When you're in the right state, everything flows, guys. Your, your productivity, your efficiency, you feel better about yourself. Um, everything's going to follow after that. A big part of my morning ritual and what I do first thing in the morning as well, is I plan out my day. I'll write down my certain actions, outcomes that I'm after the reasons why Uh, I always try to narrow it down to the top three most important things for me to do that day. And I do as what Brian Tracy says, which is eat the frog. So I try to focus, uh, the, the, the first part of my day on the most important things, the highest leverage things By doing that, if I get done the most important things that day and I get nothing else done, that's okay. That was still a successful day for me because I got the big things done. The big things, do as many of those as possible, you're going to be further ahead than everyone else. So focus on the big things. All the small things, they'll find a way to get done. Emails, social media, Facebook reading, watching YouTube videos. Those are all things I try to do later on in the day because they don't require as much willpower and mental energy. So I try to do those things later on in the day, spend the first part of the day on the most important things, creating YouTube videos, content, uh, implementing the most important things. This is from RL Gamer. Most influential books for entrepreneurs. Also, how did you transform from dating coach to life coach? Okay, most influential books... um, the Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster, a great one that I just read by Darren Hardy. Um, the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Great book. Read that when I was like 20 years old. I just read a great book called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business, although that book is more for businesses that are $2, $2 million to $10 million a year and how to scale up, uh, and you already have a team in place, so that might be a little bit more advanced. Uh, the Millionaire Fast Lane, by MJ DeMarco. That's a really great book, really influenced me a lot. I read that actually uh, about three years ago when I was actually in Bali and really, really changed my mindset. Uh, the Four Hour Work Week, great book, getting in the mindset of creating passive income, freedom, automating your life. Very important book to read. I, I, I reference this book to you, FU Money by Dan Locke. Uh, Dan's a great guy, friend of mine, and uh, he's got a great book you know, for entrepreneurs. And also, I, those are the top ones from the top of my head, but also books that are like other people's successes, their stories. So, a great one, for example, was uh, The Everything Store, which is about Amazon and Jeff Bezos, great book. And then another one was um, Made in America by Sam Walton, that's the founder of Walmart. So he has a pretty inspirational story as well. So, you know, also just learning from other entrepreneurs. You know, Richard Branson's got a a few great books also. Learning from them, those are the top books because they will influence you and get you in the mindset of being a great entrepreneur. How did I transfer uh, from dating coach to life coach? Well, they're somewhat related because my philosophy in terms of dating success, uh, having a successful social life and attracting someone in your life, what I'd always preach and what I believed is that the more you improve yourself, you become more attractive. The more you invest in yourself, the more knowledgeable you become, the more you impress your, improve your appearance, your body, your fitness, the more successful you become financially, the more evolved you become as a, as a man and as a human being, or as a woman, the more likely you are to attract an incredible person into your life. You'll just, you know, when you have confidence, when you're on purpose in your life, when you're happy, that's when you end up attracting people in your life. Whereas when you're desperate, when you're, you know uh in a place where you're you're, you're you feel lonely or depressed in your life you're going to repel people from you so a big part of what i teach when i was a dating coach is i try to empower people to improve themselves become better and that was kind of related to life coaching uh as well um because my my philosophy also with dating is i didn't really focus on pickup lines or any techniques it was more so about just improving yourself becoming attractive when you're attractive people are attracted to you um and so my big transition though was when I started Project Life Mastery um, and I started sharing on my blog and on YouTube and just kind of sharing things that I was doing and learning in my life and a lot of people responded and followed me and um, that just ended up turning me down a brand new path in my life and I was able to apply a lot of the principles and things that i learned uh, as a dating coach and as a public speaker. Uh, I was able to apply that and share a lot of that stuff on YouTube as well. Okay, here's a question. I can't pronounce your your, your YouTube handle, sorry. Hello, Stefan. I was thinking about buying KMM, Money Mastery and Bestseller Ranking Pro, but I heard about some recent Amazon changes and that it isn't the best place to sell books anymore. Even one of your students was saying something about that. So I would like to ask you if it's possible to make money with Kindle Publishing for beginners without huge investment. And do you think it's possible to make at least one K in two to three months? Okay. Uh, yes, Kindle Publishing is still an amazing opportunity. There's a lot of success, a lot of opportunity that's there. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I'm experiencing that in my business. I work with people all the time. People that are going through the program, my program, they're having amazing success. Kindle, Amazon is a better opportunity than it's ever been. Okay, Amazon's not going anywhere. They're growing. They're not dying. They're not losing customers. They're growing massively. There's always Amazon changes. There's always changes. You should never be, uh, you should never worry about changes. You should always adapt to changes. Be flexible. Everything that I teach is evergreen. Meaning, it doesn't matter what changes that happen on Amazon or whatever. The principles are the same. You publish. You create a book. You number one. You find a market, a demand. You can fill that market with a high quality book. Uh, you publish the book, you market, promote the book, you make money, okay? Those are the principles of publishing. Those are the principles of success. Um, other people, they're using different techniques. I know the person you're referring to, and there's other people, they're, using, they're, lo- they're looking for loopholes. They're looking for shortcuts. And whenever you do that, you're looking for loopholes and shortcuts and trying to get rich quick, you're going to fall into trouble. You're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you, you have to worry about the changes of Amazon because if Amazon makes a change, your whole business is going to go down. So you can't build a business that's dependent on that. You've got to build it based on timeless principles, uh, which is, again, primarily what I teach, that will be long-term and sustainable. You've got to focus on quality. You've got to focus on marketing and doing things the right way. If you can do that, then you'll have success. Okay? If you're looking for loopholes and shortcuts and trying to get rich quick, you'll make some money in the short term, but then it's going to go away. The problem is most people, they just focus on Kindle. And they don't realize that they're actually in a business that's much greater than that. There's Kindle. There's CreateSpace, which is paperback and hardcover books. So there's eBooks, paperback, and there's audiobooks. And then there's the back end of building a brand, building a list, doing affiliate marketing, creating your own products. There's so much more than just Kindle. But people, they just focus on that. I try to help people build an actual business, an online business, uh, like I said, that's bigger than just a Kindle book. Right I want to teach people how to build a brand and actually build a presence on Facebook on YouTube, on Instagram all over because when you have that when you have a business that's not just dependent on ebooks, then you can do so much more. so that's a strategy and what i what I teach um you know I'm not a like I said a fan of just trying to figure out loopholes and stuff because I know a lot of these guys, and you might know them if you mentioned some of them. But a lot of these guys, they're getting in trouble with Amazon. They're they're scamming Amazon. They're scamming people. They're they're trying to do these loopholes and stuff, and it just gets you in trouble. And that's not that's not a successful, sustainable business, in my opinion. So yes, there's a lot of opportunity there. You can make a lot of money uh, if you're a beginner. Best opportunity, I believe, to get started online. Uh, doesn't require a huge investment at all. Can you make one k to you know, in two to three months, it is possible. There are people, yes, that have made $1,000, uh, you know, and built that within two to three months. It's often dependent on the amount of work that you put in, um, you know, your background and your skills online, what you're willing to put in. The more you put into anything, guys, you work hard, uh, anything's possible. So I've seen people that have done much greater than that, and I've also seen people that have done less. But, again, it depends on how much time and energy and focus that you can put into a business. That will, that's what's going to determine your results. Question from Justin. Hey, Stefan, what is the best way to get content writing done that isn't fluff and filled with errors? I'm in the process of getting my first few Kindle books published. I used eWriter Solutions and at $1.40 U.S., and I'm facing quality issues. Getting them to revise takes a lot of time on my part. I also use another company at $3 U.S. The quality is very good with a fast turnaround but very expensive. I find it difficult to choose between high quality and affordable price. Wasn't reasonable rate, uh, hundred at dollar per hundred words as of today. Thank you. All right, how can you get quality books? One is you can write them yourself. Okay, just I know it, what a concept, right? Just actually writing books yourself, uh, but just you know, it's, it's sitting down and just hammering down, put your nose down and writing, guys. Um, I'm reading your comment right now. You're a great writer. I don't know why you're not utilizing that skill and writing books yourself. Um, you know, that's how I started. I started off using content from my blog posts and, and publishing those as Kindle books. And I found that by me doing that, I learned a lot. I developed my writing skills. I was able to pump out books fast. I ended up creating a, a program called 24-Hour Book, how to write a book in less than 24 hours of me just writing the books myself. And I actually enjoyed that at the time because I didn't really have that much money to invest in hiring people. And I could you know literally pump out books fast. I didn't have to wait for other people, and I could then use those books to promote my my blog and my, and other things that I was doing at the time as well. So that's probably one of the best ways is, you know, not being afraid just to write, you know, if you're committed to something, you do what it takes. It's easy to say that you're going to do what it takes. It's a totally different thing doing it. So don't be afraid just to write books yourself if you need to. Um, Other than that, if you want a really good quality book, understand it's going to depend on the person, the company, or how much you're willing to invest. You can't really expect a book that's like uh, you know a Stephen King book or a really amazing book and not have to pay for it. Okay, It doesn't work that way. Uh, you can save money and get books a lot more inexpensively by hiring writers that are overseas. So again, typically, if you're hiring people in the United States, it's going to cost more money to do that, right? Uh, just because the wages are higher, cost of living is a lot higher, as well as the currency. If you were to hire uh, writers in Canada, right now in Canada that – Canadian dollar is a lot weaker than U.S. dollar. You're going to get a discount. You're going to ask your, U S dollars is going to go a lot further. If you take that money, you find English speaking writers in Asia, then, you know, because their cost of living and their uh, their currency is much different than the United States, you're going to get people a lot more inexpensively. So uh, keep that in mind. You get what you pay for, um, but you can find people overseas that are a lot cheaper um, I have different companies and freelancers and whatnot that I recommend to sign my Kindle course. But again, even then, you can't expect if you get a book for 100 bucks that's relatively short, you can't expect that to be a, a super amazing, high-quality book. Um, you know, you want to make sure that the book delivers on what the title promises, of course, and you want to make sure it's quality, um, the information's good in it and everything. But if you really want an amazing book, you're going to have to hire and spend more money on that or either do it yourself. Um so maybe your expect, expectation is a little bit too high. Otherwise, I think you just gotta find the right service for you. You know, I, I share what I use in my Kindle course, but you know, one of the ways that I found what I use today is I just try different services. I try different writers, and that's the process of building a business. You gotta hire different graphics designers, you get to hire different web designers, you get to hire different virtual assistants, you get to hire different writers until you find what works best for you and what's uh, most affordable, what makes the most sense, What you're getting a return on in your business. Um, so, you know, you just got to uh, identify and find the, the right person for you so you can grow your business. Okay. Here's a question from Richie Wong. Uh, hey, Hey man, I'm a huge fan of your videos. They're very inspiring. I'm looking at starting my own blog and I have a question regarding blog security. Have you ever had an issue with website security? What are your, some of your tools that you use to keep your site from being, ha- uh, being hacked? And have you ever had people steal your content and how do you deal? How do you deal with this? Okay, number one, if you're first starting a blog, honestly, you should not be thinking about blog security. Um, blog security is something you have to think about when you've already built a, an asset and um, you know you have a big business that's worth a lot and you'll become more of a target for people and hackers. And you got to worry about the security a little bit more. If you're just brand new, man, don't even consume your, your, your thought with that. You know, When you're first brand new, there's so many things to focus on. You just got to focus on yourself on the most important thing which is just putting out content as you become more successful in a blog or in anything, in any business at that point, you have something to lose. In that case, you have to figure out how you can protect your business, how you can protect your Kindle books and copyright and trademark and having lawyers and, you know, go over everything to protect what you've got. But when you're first starting out, you got nothing to lose. You shouldn't worry about that too much. However, yes, if you do have websites and you are successful, then security is something that you do have to deal with. And, uh, you know, that involves making sure you've got good hosting. You know, I use WP Engine now for my blogs. I started out with Bluehost and HostGator, and uh, they weren't able to handle the capacity of my visitors and traffic, even with a dedicated server. So I, I invested in what uh, WP Engine, which is specific for WordPress. They have really high security, great company. They back everything up every single day. Uh, they cost a lot more money, so they're not really for anyone that's brand new starting out. But at the point that I'm in now they, they do a great job for me there's different plugins that can benefit you but you know hi, uh, uh, you know always backing things up is very important uh, one tip for WordPress is changing the uh, login page so usually for most WordPress blogs the, the default login page is your blog uh, your website name slash WP loginphp and that's a universal default login page which basically ha- Hackers or anyone can get access to So if you change that, then nobody's going to know where to log in except for you. So they're not going to be able to try to log into your blog or website in that way. Um, also, ch- making sure you change your administrator's username on WordPress as well. You're not using the admin, which is the default username. You change it to something more unique because a lot of hackers, they use, they're use, they just going to use the default admin. And just making sure your password is very secure. Those are the top tips that I'd, I'd recommend. Have you ever had people steal your content? How do you deal with this? Uh, yes, all the time. I have people that plagiarize, people that, you know, people that have been to my Kindle course and have explicitly just literally taken the material, the PDFs, and put it in their own course and sold it. And uh, I've had to report those people. I've had to file DMCA takedown notices, um, cease and desists, you know, getting lawyers involved, things of that nature. And it's, it's always a pain to have to deal with that sort of stuff. But I try not to focus on it too much. I'm at a point now. Once you're successful, you have a lawyer, and your lawyer deals with that and handles it because you don't want to get caught up on that, guys. You want to focus on adding value. Do what you're good at. Do what you enjoy, and hire the right people in your business to help deal with that and take care of all those people. You know, if you look at Tony Robbins, you look at Oprah Winfrey, they're suing people all the time. They have people that are you know violating their trademarks, people that are you know uh, violating copyright and plagiarizing. They're not caught up in it, though. They have lawyers and people that that deal with those people. And ultimately, people that that do that, they're not going to get far, right? They're, they're uh, They're not creative. They're not committed. They're not putting in the work. They're looking for the loopholes and the shortcuts, again, which will only get you so far. So try not to worry about that too much and just try to do the most important things, which is add value. Okay, here's a question. Uh, What entrepreneur did you research, model yourself after when you began? Well, the biggest influence in my life and role model has been Tony Robbins. And he's the person that really got me into self-development when I was 17 years old. Um, You know, when I was 17 years old, I was lost in my life. I was depressed. I was addicted to video games. I was just looking to escape. Uh, I was very shy. I was very, you know, negative and lonely in my life. And I discovered Tony Robbins, and he really opened me up to – Totally different world that I can improve myself. I could change. I could become something more. Um, And I really admired that. And I would listen to what he said, and you know, got some of his audio programs. And I really believed in what he was sharing, and it really uh, molded me as a young person, and really shifted my belief systems. And you know, he was just such a good role model because he really reinforced in me the importance of growing and improving yourself, but also serving, also adding value, making a difference. And those have been core beliefs in my life since I was 17 years old. And so I've really, you know, when I was young, I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to change myself. I wanted to become more outgoing and social. I remember joining Toastmasters when I was 17, 18 years old and doing public speaking classes and uh, really admiring Tony Robbins, trying to learn things that he would learned, learning NLP. Um, I I ended up being a dating coach and, and doing public speaking that way. And so he's still been a huge influence on me. I'm actually planning on going to his business mastery program uh, probably in August in Las Vegas, but I really respect him and his business model. And one of the reasons why I created Project Life Mastery is because of Tony Robbins. I loved his business model where he's not limited just to one niche or market, but Tony Robbins, he has multiple products on all areas of life. And that was another thing he instilled in me is it's about life mastery, guys. It's not just about having success but not taking care of your body. It's not about just you know, having a great body but not having a great relationship. You want to have balance in your life. And so that's why I created Project Life Mastery and I want my ultimate vision is I want to have products and services in every area of life. I want to have uh, more products and services on how to become more free in your life, how to build online businesses and make passive income, on how to uh, be healthier and have more energy, how to improve your body, your fitness, on how to improve your relationship. Uh, You know, all different areas of life, I'm going to basically share, create and share things that have benefited me with you guys. And so that's my ultimate vision. Question uh, from OK Kit, have you ever thought about getting into the t-shirt industry or is it dead? Uh, Personally, haven't really thought about it. I mean, I thought it'd be kind of cool to have my own t-shirt, you know, just my logo or something uh, motivational in some way, but haven't really thought about it that much. I'm not totally familiar with that industry. I know it's really competitive. Um, But if you have the right platform and the right strategy and you know what you're doing, then I'm sure you can be very successful uh, with it, just like with anything. Have you smoked any good Dominican cigars while you've been staying in the Dominican Republic? Uh, Answer is no. (laughs) What's some keys that help you stay consistent? You know what? There's no external strategy or or really thing to being consistent, guys. I mean, you can get accountability. You can watch videos and get motivation. That way read books. Ultimately, guys, to have consistency in your life, you have to love it. You have to be addicted to the process. I work out every single day, even when I'm traveling. It doesn't matter where I'm in the world, and I'm consistent with that, not because I have to push myself or expand all this energy or willpower. It's because I love it. It's fun. I, I can't go a day without working out. I, if there's no gym, man, I'm, I'm doing push-ups on the floor. I'm using my suitcase as a, you know, a dumbbell, doing you know bicep curls. I'm finding a way to engage my body because I love it. I'm consistent with that. Um, it's a must for me. It's important for me in my life. And so, consistency is not an issue when you love something, when you're addicted to it. You know, I share in my morning ritual mastery program that, you know, by the very first day, the first part of that, that in order to be consistent with a morning ritual, you have to make it a must in your life. You have to make it important. And you have to re- resolve any inner conflicts or any limiting beliefs that are preventing you from doing that. When you're in harmony with it and you're addicted to that and you are loving the process, it's effortless, guys. It doesn't require willpower for me to work on my business. It doesn't require willpower for me to eat healthy. Man, I come here to Dominican Republic traveling the world and stuff, and I bring all my supplements with me because I'm addicted to it. I'm crazy like that, guys. So um, become addicted and find a way to love it, man. That's That's how you become consistent. Hey, Stefan. Jason from Singapore here. How to overcome overwhelming thoughts which may be sabotaging success. First of all, awesome. I was actually at the airport in Singapore, and I was like so impressed by the airport that I was like, man, I've got to come back. Uh, I think I was on a layover to Bali or something like that. But Singapore seems like a really amazing city um, that I can't wait to go to. Uh, anyways, how to overcome overwhelming thoughts which may be sabotaging success. Number one, understand that your thoughts are habitual. So these thoughts that you have, um, any thought is basically a pattern. I want you to think of your thoughts and behaviors as patterns, almost like on a CD. If you take a CD, there's a certain pattern, you put it in the CD player, it's going to run that same pattern over and over again. Understand it's a pattern, it's a habit, it's something you've developed in your life. Um, You need to change that. And again, the practical way, the only practical way I know of really to change things in your life is having a morning ritual, having basically time every day to condition yourself because nothing will last if you don't condition it. You know, it's like if you want to have a great body, you got to do it every day. You got to condition yourself. You can't just do things one time and expect things to be done. So, having a morning ritual and conditioning yourself to be the way you want to be, having the thoughts that you want to have. If you have these overwhelming negative thoughts, catch, do your morning ritual in the morning and prepare yourself, get yourself in the right state because. That will prevent the, you know, the, the negativity, the depression, outside things that are happening to you later on in the day. They're not going to happen as much because you're being proactive instead of reactive. So I'd say have a morning ritual. Go through my morning ritual mastery program, honestly, if you haven't already. Uh, make that a must in your life. Condition the beliefs, thoughts that you want. But also identify what's stopping you. Identify these thoughts. Identify these limiting beliefs that are sabotaging your success. Identify them. And then use Morning Ritual Mastery to replace them to affirmations, incantations, uh, and just replacing them every single day. If you do that within 30 days, 60 days, you can have a totally different mindset. And those old thoughts and beliefs that are holding you back are going to disappear. Okay, James has a question. How you doing, James? By the way, James Gledhill, he's a pretty active member of Morning Ritual Mastery in the Facebook group and everything. So it's great to see you, man. Uh, The question is... Hey Stefan, none of my questions are coming through. Okay. (laughs) But it's how to become a great finisher. Um, Okay, how to be a great finisher. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that. Uh, I guess it depends on the context. But I'm reading a really great book right now called Relentless by Tim Grover. And Tim Grover uh, is a trainer, physical trainer, and mental psychological trainer for a lot of professional athletes, uh, specifically Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan. And he's really known for training them on the mindset. And he speaks a lot about closing and finishing and uh, being relentless. And I actually just recorded a video blog that's kind of related to that, um, that I'm going to probably publish sometime next week on that. But I think it's just a mindset. Um, I'm a big believer that how you do anything is how you do everything. How you show up right now in the little things in your life, they mean everything because the little things – result in the big things and the little things in each area influence all the other areas of your life you know one mentor that i had great Plitt, um really he passed away but he's a, a fitness guy online and you know one thing that he re- really teaches that is just the importance of doing the right thing and all the little things so for example he'd use these examples of you know if you're gonna uh if you're gonna dust your house right and there's a picture frame You dust around the picture frame, or you pick up the picture frame and dust it, and you do the job right. That little thing, you know, might seem small, but when you pick up the picture frame, you dust the whole thing. You do the thing the right way. That's setting the right message in your life. It's going to allow you to finish do things right throughout your life. You know, if you wash your car, and uh, you know, you put away the hose and everything, you're all done. You come back and you see you missed a spot you just pretend it's not there or do you now take out the hose again and you finish it, you do the job right? That's how you're a great finisher with the little things because that's going to influence the big things. Just making sure that you're doing things to the best of your ability and uh, you're not taking any shortcuts because the shortcuts aren't going to help you later on in your life when you know, you're know you having troubles in your marriage, marriage or you're having troubles with your health. There's no shortcut that can get you out of that. You have to be a great finisher. You have to be someone... That uh, it, it has perseverance and is relentless and does what needs to be done and finishes things and does things the right way. So, not sure if that really answered your question or not, but that's what I have for you. Uh, Mitch has a question Hey, Stefan, what did you truly think helped you become successful with your affiliate marketing business? Uh, well, affiliate marketing business. I mean, there's a lot of things that you become successful with that's kind of a secondary benefit. I don't primarily try to, uh, you know, just profit as an affiliate because that's always secondary. Making money is always secondary for me. Primarily my mindset, which I try to preach all the time, is adding value, helping people. Everything that I ever share... Uh, on my blog, on my YouTube, on my email list or whatever it is, I share because it's benefited me in my life. It's helped me in my life or I believe there's some sort of uh, benefit or value to people that are following me and can help them in their life. And so I spend a lot of time learning, growing, improve myself. And my whole mission is to share things that have made a difference for me or things that can help make a difference for you. Um, so a lot of the things that I share. If there's an affiliate program and I can actually profit from sharing something and and actually you know get rewarded and compensated for that, then awesome. That's a win win, um, you know, on, on both sides. So I think that's the number one thing that's allowed me to be successful is adding value. You guys have no idea how much time I spend um, creating content just to help help people add value. Um, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you guys don't see. I mean. I'm putting out YouTube videos almost every day. I put out videos all the time. I, I don't benefit from a lot of these videos. Some of these videos, I get no benefit. I'm not trying to sell anything in most of my videos. I'm just trying to help as much as I can. I'm just trying to answer questions. Right now, doing this, uh, you know, this this hangout and stuff. I'm just trying to help as much as I can. I have no agenda. I got nothing to sell uh, that I'm trying to funnel you guys into or promote or market. You know, I have different things available for people that want them, but for the most part, man, I'm just trying to help as much as I can. And I think because I have that mentality of just trying to help and add value as much as I can, when I do share, offer something, you know, people are likely to to invest in it and buy it and trust uh, what I share because people know that I put their needs above my own and that I care about people and I care about you. And I'll always try to do the best, uh, you know, give the best that I can to people that that follow me, the, the best advice possible. Um, so I think that's the number one thing that's allowed me to be uh, successful with that. Okay. Another question is, uh, thanks for everything. I'm modeling you right now. How much do you spend on average a week while traveling? Uh, how much money do I spend? Is that, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking or how much time I spend. I'm not quite sure, but how much do I spend? I'm not quite sure guys. Um, it's kind of interesting. You know, when you're, um, I think that when you're when you're struggling in your life, you're broke. You have to learn how to manage your money, right? It's a very important thing, managing your money because that's how you get out of debt. That's how you make sure you don't get into financial troubles or anything like that. And so when I was many years ago, man, I, I got into a lot of debt. I, I factor in taxes in my first business and owed a lot of money to government, things like that. And I dug myself a hole. The only way I got out of it was I learned how to manage money and finances. And I remember... I just did things old school, and I took out an Excel spreadsheet every Tuesday. I'd go through my bank account, uh, my online banking, my credit cards, and I would just put it in my income and all my expenses and categorize it. And I did that every single week. And so I, I would set budgets for myself and just really make sure that I was on top of my spending and everything. And that helped me a lot because then it helped me invest money and put money aside and, and uh, you know, really grow up and scale from there. But what's happened now, what happens is over the years, you know, as you become more successful, you start making a significant amount of money, you become a millionaire and everything, you stop, uh, you're stop managing your money as much. Um, meaning I'm more in a position now where if I want to do something, man, I do it. I don't have money hold me back in any way. I'm still somewhat intelligent about it, so I'm not going to waste money. I'm not a big believer in just wasting money and blowing it. I still always try to invest in assets. Uh, or things that can benefit me in my life, whether it's my happiness or contributing or whatever it is. But uh, I'm more in a position now where I get it. You know, if I want to buy something, I do it. If I want to go on a tour, if I want to rent a jet ski, I'm going to rent the jet ski. If I want to go to a nice restaurant, I'm going to go to a nice restaurant. If there's a homeless person, I want to give that person money and change their life, I'll do that. Um, and I don't worry too much about putting money aside because honestly, like 90% of what I earn just goes towards. You know investing. Um, I have very high profits in my businesses. I have very low overhead because I don't have an office, I don't have uh, machinery, I don't have a lot of employees. Most of my employees are all virtual and everything, and I work with different freelancers too. So I don't really worry too much about how much I'm spending. I do uh, have bookkeepers in my business and I send a profit and loss report every month so I can see my, my spending and my business and my personal life and everything, but uh, I, I don't worry about spending much. I I pretty much invest 90% of what I earn right now at this point. And then the 10% I I spend to grow my business or just do whatever it is that I want. So not the best advice if you're just starting out in business and your your finances. But uh, I do recommend budgeting and um, tracking your money carefully, especially if you're starting out and you want to slowly grow. Uh, Another question is, when do you know it's time to move out of a business and take on the next challenge? Um, I think it depends on several circumstances. I think number one, uh, you know, do you have passion for that business? Is that business making money? Is it profitable? Can you automate it? Um, I'm a big believer and when I grow a business, I want to find a way to automate that business as much as possible so that I can free up my time and it can become passive income for me, and then I can then focus my time on the next project. And so that's for example what I did with Kindle Publishing, because Kindle publishing and publishing books wasn't my passion. It, you know, it's not my passion in life. It's not what my mission really is. I got a lot more to offer, um, and so for Kindle publishing, I did that. I grew a successful business from that, but then I automated it. I hired a manager. I built a team, and I automated that business so that I can focus on my passion. I can, I, you know, at the time, I used that income to pay for my lifestyle, my expenses, so that I can focus on building a blog and YouTube and something bigger than myself. So I don't focus on publishing as much as I used to. I just can't. It's impossible for me now because I have other businesses and so many other things that I'm doing. Whereas when I first started, that was the only thing that I was doing. But I focused on it and built it up to a point to help support the lifestyle that I want. So if you have a business right now, uh, what I would say is try to find a way to automate it before you move on to the next thing. Try to find a way to bring in employees, staff, Maybe have a partner come in if you want to get out of that business and run it, maybe sell that business and then move on to something that you're more maybe passionate about or is a better opportunity for you or something that can maybe create some passive income for you in your life. Um, It really depends on what your your vision is for your life and whether or not the business that you're in is in alignment with that. Um, For me now, I don't do anything unless it's passive income unless I love it. So, for example, doing videos like this, this is not passive for me at all. Uh, YouTube is very active. It's a lot of work. Um, but again, I love it. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like a hobby. It's a passion. It's a hobby that I get paid for. So that's the ultimate place to be in your life is when you truly love what you do and you're not just doing it for money, but you're doing because you love it. If you end up making money from it too, then that, that's an awesome side benefit also. Question from Success Blossoms. How to fill the pages? I get right to the point equals short book. I guess short's not too bad, right? Okay, not totally sure what your question is, but uh, short books, there's nothing wrong with having short books. Some people like long books. Some people like short books when you're publishing. really depends. There's really a market for both. Uh, I actually prefer short books in a lot of cases because I think a lot of books are just fluff and uh, a bunch of stories and stuff that are a little bit unnecessary. There's a lot of people now that like to speed read books and just want to consume the information as quickly as possible. If you are selling a shorter book or a longer book, you just want to make sure that the price of the book reflects the value. So if you're selling a shorter book, you don't need to sell it for a lot of money. Maybe $3. A longer book can be sold for $10, $20. Um, so, you know, short, I, I typically recommend people, if you're gonna do publishing, uh, start off with a shorter book, get your feet wet. Uh, make sure your book's high quality, of course, good information. Uh, but then once you start making money from that, you can start to invest more in your books and uh, start publish longer books and higher quality books and uh, invest more into your business. Okay. Ryan has a question. What was your general daily routine in your early days of building your business? When I was first building my business, I mean, I, I've I've been doing morning rituals. I mean, that's always been a part of my routine since I was 17. So that that's always been a part of my routine. Again, also having, uh, you know, the focus on the most important things first thing in the morning. Um, but it's always kind of changed throughout the years. Like typically for me, my morning ritual, I do some sort of, exercise in the morning, whether it's like going for a run, going for a walk or something like that. And then I'd end up planning out my day and work on one really high leverage activity or thing in my business. And then I end up taking a break and going to the gym. So I typically I'd work out twice a day. So do like maybe cardio or a walk in the morning and do my morning ritual, focus on that high leverage thing, take a break, go to the gym um, and then come back and then focus on the next most important things. So I'd say, I mean, the, the routine is pretty much being consistent. However, at different points in my business, especially when I was first starting, I made a lot of sacrifices. And that's one thing a lot of people don't realize. Um, I'm I'm talking about sacrifices of working from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, you know, pulling 16 hour days. I remember one time when I was in uh, Bogota in Colombia, I worked 48 hours straight without sleep, 48 hours straight. I was just totally desperate and so focused, man, that I didn't even sleep. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, that's the power of having a strong line. So I made a lot of sacrifices at different points too, especially when traveling where it was just working my ass off. That was my routine, just working like crazy. Not the healthiest thing to do long-term, but in the short term you can have spurts of immersion like that, which are really effective to grow your business. And I still do that at some points today uh, at this point too. Like if I want to create a really high-quality product or program, I'm going to immerse myself fully in that And I'm going to put all my time, energy, focus into creating that. And I'm going to have to make a sacrifice in my relationship. I'm going to have to make a sacrifice, you know, working out at the gym. I might not work out as much or, or, you know, alienate some of my friends in order to get that project done. Because I know if I can get that done, then I can sacrifice a week, two weeks, a month, and that's done. That's going to be something that's going to be huge. That's going to really make an impact to other people's lives and my life also. Okay, I'll answer a few more questions, guys, before uh, I end this because I'm actually going to do some more recording uh, for some more YouTube videos uh, pretty soon. And I'm actually getting kind of hungry as well, too. But next question is – I'll answer a few more uh, for you guys. Um, High Life Academy says, do you do one-on-one life coaching? Yes, I do. Um, I have coaching programs just at projectlifemastery.com slash coaching. That coaching page is primarily geared to building passive income in an online business. But I mean, anything you need help with, you can hire me for coaching on that page. So I've got people that I, I've coached over the years and still do on, you know, they've got a job. They, they have no interest in starting a business in any way, but they want to perform better in their life. They want to overcome obstacles and barriers, and they hire me for that. So um, whatever you need help with, uh, you guys can just go to projectlifemastery.com coaching. And if you need help with your business, you need help with your personal life, with your health, with your fitness, with your relationships um you can just sign up there and um and and i can basically if you hire me on skype for an hour i can answer whatever questions you guys have work with you in any way any capacity that you really need so i'll hit on over there okay giovanna has a question how do you get yourself out of a slump have tools to succeed part of asm but finding it really hard to do the work um we all go through slumps you know at different times i find for me it's a lot less frequent now because Again, going back to what I said, I just love what I do. I'm, addi- I'm addicted to it. you love what you're doing. You're addicted. You have strong reasons. It's a must for you. It's almost effortless to actually do it. You know, I, I enjoy everything that I do, uh, and it's a lot of fun for me. But you know, especially early on, you do go through slumps. Um, I think number one is sometimes there's, there's different approaches. Right. One is you try to push through it. Right. You just try to uh, push through it and that's really when your willpower, your discipline, has to overcome your emotions, how tired you are, and how you feel. You can't, you know, you can't just base your life and behaviors just based on how you feel. You know, if you've got a certain goal, you want to build a business, man, and you're, you're tired and you come home from work, you're going to have to suck it up. You're going to have to push beyond it. You're going to have to push yourself beyond that to do the work. There's a lot of things in life that nobody wants to do, but you have to do it. You know, even for me to this day, there's a lot of things in my business I still don't enjoy doing, but I have to do it. I don't enjoy going back and forth with my accountants and my bookkeepers. I don't enjoy meeting with my lawyer and talking about all this, you know, legal stuff in my business and how to protect it and all these things that are necessary, but I have to because it's required in my business. I don't want to lose what I have. I want to keep growing and, and, and be intelligent and, and grow my business. So there's things that you don't want to do. You still have to do them, and that's really when your discipline and your willpower and your work ethic has to really kick in. So there's times when you're in slumps, you gotta push past it. You know, same thing, you're training for a goal in fitness, you want to have a great body, you're gonna to have to you might be in a slump, you gotta still get yourself to do it. And that's a skill, that's a habit you develop. Man, I feel like I'm really trying to sell the morning ritual, but morning ritual is one of the best ways of doing that again, to put yourself in that right state. Uh, to be at your very best and to overcome that. There's other times we're in a slump, and uh, you know I, I just kind of listen to my body, man. I, I, I try not to fight it. I try to um, just not have any resistance in any way and just accept it. So some, you know, I, I, I listen to myself too. So it's kind of a balance. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm tired, exhausted, my body's beat up. You know, I can't get myself to go to the gym. That's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm just going to listen to my body. I'm going to let it pass, let it go go through it. And then at a different point, I'm going to find that motivation. Things will really take off. Um, Same thing in business as well. You know, sometimes you're in a bit of a slump and you say, you know what, I'm just going to take a break, take it easy. I know that motivation will come back. It will pass and you get yourself out of it. So sometimes it's just being patient with the slump and you get out of it. And uh, it's kind of like professional athletes, you know, like if you're in a slump and you can't score goals for a while. You just go back to the fundamentals. You just keep doing it. And you just try to take off that pressure on yourself because sometimes when you put so much pressure, that's when your performance actually drops. Beyond that, let me see what else did I do. You know, there's, there's times, for example, like actually even yesterday, yesterday I went out to uh, the ocean to record some YouTube videos and I just wasn't in the best state for it. You know, like I just didn't, uh, you know, I, I set up my camera and stuff and I just, I, for whatever reason, man, I just couldn't get myself to, to be in that energetic state that I wanted to be in. Yeah, I did my morning ritual and stuff, but it still I felt like I was in a bit of a slump. So I, I didn't really fight it. I was like, you know, I could try to force myself to record videos right now. But, you no, know, I'm just going to put this aside for now. I'm going to go back to my hotel, and I'm going to do some other things. And that's what I did. I just did some other things in my business and kind of took it easy a little bit. And then sure enough, today I feel great. I feel energized. I'm recording videos. So sometimes just being patient with it too is really important. All right, guys, that seems like uh, all the main questions. Uh, again, I, if I missed your question, I apologize. There's been so many of them coming in. I'm trying to answer in different areas and, and whatnot as well. Um, but I answered all the ones on Twitter, I believe. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. Hopefully you guys received value, those on Periscope and those on YouTube. Um, hopefully I was able to answer your questions. And if you guys have any additional questions, guys, if you leave comments or tweet me and you use hashtag Stefan then um, there's a chance I might create an actual YouTube video just answering your questions. So don't hesitate to tweet me and just send your questions and use that hashtag. And it's really important to use a hashtag because that's what allows me to search and find your questions. So use the has- hashtag AskStefan. And then um, I'm going to shoot some more videos here today for you guys and also next week. And so um, that's the best way to get your questions answered. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, great connecting with you guys. I'll Be sure to do another live hangout like this, maybe sometime in the future. But hopefully you guys are doing awesome and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level.